Blog Talk Radio. Hope everybody's all okay, and welcome to everybody that's in the chat room tonight. Um, I have got quite a few different things I want to bring up today, but tonight is open show night. This is when you can call in about anything that you want, within reason. Um, I will be, obviously, checking the calls first. And also, I just want you to, maybe you've got a rant you want to talk about. Maybe there's something you want to bring to my attention, a new story. Maybe there's something a bit close to your heart that you need me to help with. Or maybe the world to help you with. Whatever it may be, give us a call in. 347-327-9694. That's nine. 347-327-9694. 
Um, first thing before let's start the show, let's start off. I have just been on to um, the Ask Sue Radio Show Network page, and I have just had a look at this um, picture that I have got to say is absolutely horrifying story to go with it. And I really do or would like you all to send some healing to this poor little guy. And I'm going to just put the link into the chat for you all to have a look at as well. This little lad, um, he is 14-year-old, was shot six times by his stepfather. This boy was protecting his little six-year-old sister who was about to be raped by this poor... And somebody's put here, excuse for man. I wouldn't even call him that. The little girl did not get hurt thanks to her brave older brother. Their mum was, mum was at work when this happened. Now this brave young little boy is fighting for his life. But doctors say he will not survive unless he gets an operation, which is costly and his mum cannot pay. All Facebook companies have agreed to donate 45 cents for every time someone posts this to their wall. So please share this on your wall so that together we can help save this boy's life. And apparently they've passed it on. Now, I must just say, this has had 29,722 shares and 8,085 people have liked it. Now, I must admit, I'm looking at this and I really don't know how long ago this is or whatever, but the story itself why is a 14-year-old boy having to go that? And his little face and everything. I mean, what a state he's in. Just totally, totally wrong. Now, um, obviously tonight we're going to have an open show. So obviously anybody wants to, who's got a bit of a rant that they want to talk about, anybody wants to uh, call in the show and, you know, maybe you've got something to talk about, something that's close to home that you would like to talk about, then please, by all means, give us a call in. And uh, I am just going to... Um, Check the phone lines, and so I'm just going to do a little tune, and let's see who can remember what this was from. What TV show was this? And it was one of my little favourites. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, that's where I'll always be And for those that are listening and think, I know, I know, yes, it was The Littlest Hobo. I absolutely love that show. What? It, and how many times did we have tears for that? Knowing that he would leave again at the next time. Now, uh, I've got a call in, and it's Donna. Hi, Donna, how are you doing? Hi, Sue, how are you? Finally, we meet. 
I'll tell you what, how many times have we been seeing each other on Facebook? <laughs> Absolutely. Many, many times in comments. And finally, I get a chance to call in and say hi in person. How are you? Hey, not just hi. Let's, let's talk. So, okay. Tom, very quickly, whereabouts are you from? Uh, I actually reside in Pennsylvania in the United States. I'm originally uh, born and raised in New York. So it's uh, we've been here now, probably had the house about 20 years. So I'm a transplanted New Yorker into a calmer, <laughs> much calmer place of residence right now. <laughs> oh, so. bless you. So Donna, tell people what you do on Facebook. What's your, what's your big heart in? Uh, well, I guess most of your um, listeners know Howard Epstein. Howard and I met on Facebook through the Patrick Miracle, and um, actually, we actually did not grow up too far apart in New York. It's funny. Um, we didn't know each other then, but we certainly know each other now, and his yeah. Go Green campaign had gotten me very interested, and so... Uh, many of us are advocates for trying to uh, get the word out about the horrible abuse that's going on with the animals here. That's one of my my deals. Other than that, just to check in with family and friends. So yeah, it's a very nice social networking waste of time, which I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big passion of mine when I need a little downtime. <laughs> but do you know what? You know, and, and talking about Howard, obviously, let's have a little talk about Howard. He is amazing. I mean, obviously, we're doing the show um, on Saturday for Patrick, mm -hmm. and I've got to tell everybody, he was just absolutely ecstatic, the fact that we were doing the show on Saturday, obviously for Patrick's two-year rebirth, as we call it. Absolutely. And it, it just, it's amazing how many people have been brought together by, and I'm going to say special dogs, and that doesn't mean that any other dogs are, are not special, but the certain ones that get, I think the best word is chosen by the public, who literally are then a, what would you call it? I mean, I would like to say royalty when it comes to how Howard talks about Patrick, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's literally, they become a symbol. Yeah, it's, and, um, go ahead. And, and, and this thing, you know, we've got Patrick. I mean, obviously, we've got Herbie at the moment as well, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, who passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, we've also got Lennox. Mm -hmm. We've got John, you know, mm -hmm. and... What amazing people surround all of those dogs. Also, what amazing things have been achieved through those dogs, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Um, and, and, and the thing is, Howard is, you know, I mean, you've got various people that, that do their part, do you know what I mean? But Howard has brought so many people together with the Go Green, Go Blue events. And obviously, as you know, me and Howard are very close. We speak to each other most days. And I, I just think... And, and I must admit, I do, he, he, sometimes I speak to him and I say, hi, Howard, how are you doing? And he goes, yeah, I'm okay, how are you doing, Sue? And I just go, well, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure he must think, oh, gosh, it's one of them days today, is it? <laughs> <laughs> He's delightful. He's absolutely delightful. And and he and I have talked periodically. You know, we, we catch each other back and forth when we get a chance, and he's, one of my one of my friends who is so genuine who will actually say, how are you doing? You know, a yeah. lot of times it's all about, well, let me tell you what I'm doing. And he still has a lot of empathy for wherever he is at the moment, whether he's working with dogs, whether he's connecting with people. And I told him, you know, I'm a big 
um, believer in the fact that sometimes some of us late bloomers, things happen later in life where you find your true passion. It may not necessarily be your only calling, but it's your true passion. And this is definitely Howard's true passion. Um, he became very involved and was I, I teased him. I've told him he's a cheerleader, he's a motivator, uh, he's a leader. And yep. he really brought us together, um, giving us uh, a different view of what has gone on and, of course, motivating us to go out there and do things for others, you know, the animals. And, you know, I've been back in the shelters for the Go Green and yep. um, try to get Patrick's story out there. You'd be surprised how many people that are involved in shelter work have no clue who Patrick is. Yeah, And what I... What I did was I took the uh, Patrick Miracle story at one, I think it was the first year, and I printed it out, and I taped it to every bag of food that I delivered and uh, left them on the countertops and put the website in and um, wrapped them in, in the towels that I donated. So yeah. um, it's, you know, it's amazing. What it's an, an amazing idea. story. Mm-hmm. What an excellent idea. Yeah, I mean, it's and again, um you know, people who work in shelters, a lot of them are volunteers. And if you're going to volunteer, you mean business. You're not getting paid. You clean kennels. You walk dogs. It's exhausting work. So you absolutely must have a passion for animals. And so yeah. this is where they need to know. And, of course, it's like the old shampoo commercial or whatever. Or she told two friends and she told two friends and so forth. And before you know yeah. it, we have 200-something thousand people following this story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this is the thing, Donna, and this is what I've been saying about the show. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've got so many people that are trying to do so many amazing things. And, you know, we've got amazing groups on Facebook. Even people have got 10 people in their group. Or they've got 10,000 in their group. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You can have 10,000 in a group and only three people working in it. Uh, you, you know, know what? I, mean? it's, I always tell people, and, and I tell this to the people I work with, I said, you know what? It's very hard. We're a very social group, but... Be responsible for yourself. If you do yep. one, just one little thing, you might share a dog story. We had one dog, and I'm, I can't remember the name. There have been quite a few unfortunate animals. And this poor animal, I think, had three legs or something. And his owner, of course, dumps him in the shelter. And the dog looked ridiculously depressed. I think it took 45 minutes to get that dog pulled between yep. the sharing and the calling and the back-channeling. And, you know, I kind of tend to work behind the scenes, as you know. <laughs> so <laughs> how long it's taken me to even call in. But I do. I prefer <laughs> to work behind the scenes. I've, I've called vets' offices and, you know, what do you need and things like that, or much prefer that. And I remember I got a dog onto transport that was in Chicago, and I followed the dog's story all the way through to his family, and now we're Facebook friends. But in order to pull the dog, there was one last amount of money that they needed, and the dog was going to mistransport. So I back-channeled, and I said, send me an email. And my husband and I paid the balance to get the dog out, and somebody posted on the page, aren't the people of Chicago wonderful? And I thought, well, the person in Pennsylvania didn't do too badly either. (laughs) But it was funny to see how people suppose. We all do this in the background. We don't know what he's doing or she's doing. We do what we need to do, what feels right, what we can afford, the time. Time is money. Time is money. 
You're absolutely right. I mean, I must admit I've had a few days off because I just needed, I think it was a cross with burnout. Yep. It was cross with the fact I'd had a dream, well, I've had, an, I've had a nightmare about my dogs and I it was see. following a video that I'd seen mm-hmm. and I actually had a nightmare over this that actually happened to my dogs. Yep. And I know, do, do you know, don't worry, I'm a big grown girl now, and it's mm-hmm. uh, the fact that I know it's a nightmare, but shall I tell you what's even more scary? Hmm. That, that that nightmare is actually reality, except it's just not my dogs. Absolutely. And, you know, you know told... most times you, you have a nightmare and you think it's okay because mm-hmm. it's not going to happen to me, but the reality is that that nightmare that I saw is okay, it's not on my dogs. And thank touch wood and thank the Lord for that. But all I will say is it's happening to thousands. And I'm not, I can't even, and, and do you know what? I haven't even spoke to anybody about this nightmare because I don't want even to talk about it. That's a I don't even want to say about what has happened to my dogs or anything because right. I, it, I, it smashed my head to bits. And, right. and, and, and do you and know just... what? I think it was, I think it was, my body saying, Sue, you just need to step away for a couple of days and you need to re-realize what you want to do. And do you know what, Donna? I have kicked the hell out of myself, right? Mm-hmm. And I know this sounds daft, but sometimes it's good for me just to step away right. and look in. Sure. And I, and, and, and I just, you know, I think to really, I, I looked at my pages and I looked at all the things that I've, I've achieved mm-hmm. and what I've done with the show and I, I'm, I mean, I did sit there for a minute, and I thought, do you know what, so you need to sit for a minute and just blow your own trumpet. And, you know, you've done pretty damn good, actually. Absolutely. You've done wonders. Absolutely wonders. But the thing is, though, I'm really, really not happy because I just, you know when, just just imagine you're sitting in a desert, right, Mm -hmm. and you can see a glass of water, and it's within reaching distance, and this glass of water is between life and death, mm-hmm. right, whether or not you can reach it. Absolutely. That's how I feel about my radio show. Mm. Because I feel if we could just get people into the brain, you know, that share button, that, mm-hmm. you know, that voice just to, to be able to tell people about my radio show, mm-hmm. sorry, our radio show, everybody's <laughs> radio show, I invite everybody on. I, I don't, I mean, Howard says to me still now, he says, yeah, but I'm just an ordinary guy. No, nobody's ordinary. Right. Everybody can achieve anything they want. And if it means that they can come on the show and they can achieve what they want, then they can come on the show. Right, and, sure. And me, for me, the radio show is where I am sitting in the desert and I can nearly reach that water. And it's between life and death. And when I say life and death, that might sound a bit severe to some people. But reality is, it is, that, it is exactly that. Mm-hmm. We, I get so many people saying, Sue, can you expose this? Sue, can you expose that? Sue, I, I've seen this story. Sue, I can see this animal suffering. We need to go and save it. Excuse me, but I'm in the UK, and you're wanting me to do something in America. Right, we, right. we need these people. I ask myself, how many of them actually added their friends to the group? Ah, uh, okay. And so many times, Donna, I've said the same thing. Yeah. If everybody yeah. in the groups and the pages that I've put together and and made work with the help of some fantastic people mm-hmm. but if everybody just added say 100 people right mm-hmm. to the ask sue radio show tonight right there's 290 other people on there right right imagine what we could achieve absolutely now, people people say to me oh but my friends aren't interested and they don't want to see the horrific pictures mm-hmm. i don't care if 50 percent of those people leave 
there's right. still 50% more people that we've joined that we wouldn't have had there. Give people the option to leave if they want, but just give them the option by adding them. Right. I think um, I think people, and I've, I've, I had a, an old friend that I friended within three days quickly unfriend me. And yep. uh, I thought that was rather interesting. But I, what I did was, and, and I meant this sincerely, I back-channeled her an email, and I, or a personal message, whatever you want to call those things. And I said to her, I see that we're not on each other's friends list any longer. I, and I wrote, I'm sorry we couldn't stay connected, and I really wish you the best. But I, yeah. I think internally I was miffed. I was a little irritated. But I thought, okay, this is about letting go, and a lot of it is about letting go. Yeah. And, and in this particular instance, what happened was she emailed me back at the end of the week with that same issue. She said, you know what, there were so many posts coming across my page. And so what she basically did was rather than try to solve a problem, she eliminated it. And that's what a lot of yep. people do. They don't look for solving problems. They look to say, okay, I'm done. I, I can't do this. I won't do this. So she refriended me, and I explained how you can turn off your notifications so that you're not getting the bazillion pictures. And if I see yep. something that's appropriate, I'll specifically share it to her page. But there are people that, you know, they don't understand that for an animal, if an animal is in a horrific situation, one minute is a lifetime. It's like yep. anybody. It's like an abused child. Any animal, anything that cannot care for itself, that relies on an adult or a human for care and nurturance, cannot take care of themselves, and they rely on us. Yep. And, you know, you have to, you know, I tell somebody, I said, you're just going to have to be a big girl and suck it up and say, you know what, we, you know, cut that, that tether, you know, break that chain, get that dog the hell out of there. You know, yeah. and some, I'm physically not able to, you know, get on an airplane and fly to Tahiti to save an animal. You know, I get it. But yeah. there, <laughs> what I will yeah. do, for example, is let's say um, there's an animal that's in the Midwest, and it's it's a problem, okay? The, the animal's in a horrific situation or bad conditions. The first thing I do is I look to see if there is a Patrick movement for that page, so there's a Patrick movement for Illinois. So let's say the dog is in Chicago, okay, for whatever yeah. reason. I will share that link, and I will say on their page, attention, this dog is in your area. Please share widely, all right? Yeah. There are things that go on in Pennsylvania here that at times I don't know about. Yeah. So Absolutely. you also start to get to know the um, animal control officers, in Chicago who are now friends with me, I can now say to them, hey, Joan, Pete, whatever, you have a dog here. Do you know anything about this? And they'll jump on it. But this is what the networking is. Yeah. You know, people would say, why are you doing that? Well, because this is something that I'm passionate about. I yeah. do my job during the day, and in the evening, if I have time, I do this. Exactly. And the thing is, I think a lot of people have been put off because obviously we, um, I've got to say the F word, sorry, and it's not that, Facebook, although it feels <laughs> a good swear word at the moment. <laughs> That's good. I, I mean, I've had friend request blocks. I have had, um, and it's actually told me the friend request block, it actually said, and it is on the Ask Sue Network page, um, it said something in the lines of you... Um, if you are adding friends, it's got to be people that I know personally who uh -huh. I've either met at school or in my life. That's ridiculous. 
That is ridiculous. What, what, I mean, what is social network if that's the case? Well, in uh, just recently, uh, there was, um, I, I guess it's Caleb. You remember Caleb, the dog that was in a cage, and the guy just left the dog, and the dog died in the cage in the freezing I cold? I do remember something about that, yeah. Okay, well, they got him. And I believe, I forgot who it was who shared it to my page, and I immediately shared the link to, I have all the abuse pages, I know where they are, animal abuse. The first note I got from Facebook was, you're moving too quickly. And then they didn't like that I was, you know, sharing it. And um, evidently there was something about the fact that the person's picture was on it. I don't know what nonsense, but that's what social networking is. And my attitude is, if you don't want your face seen, then maybe you should have thought of a different way to possibly rehome an animal. I mean, that is just totally sociopathic, no remorse, no empathy. And um, Facebook banned me for 48 hours, but then again in 24 it seemed to have lifted the ban. And I thought, it's not going to stop me. But there are people who have been banned for a month because of their sharing of certain you know, information. Um, you know, I get it, but this is this is something that if there are laws in place, at least I've seen, they tend to vary. They're not a yeah. felony. They're a misdemeanor. And this yep. allows people to do it again and again. My big question is, where are your values? Gee, I bet your parents are proud of you. That's one of the other comments I make. And, um, you know, don't you have something better to do with your time than torture an animal? The world yeah. is falling apart. We have a lot of crime. We have a lot of people, children who have no no good leaders. You know, get off your butts and volunteer. Don't find ways to harm an animal to make yourself look powerful. And that seems to be the norm lately. A lot of disintegrating values and a lot of morals going right down the tubes. Yep. Yep. I I totally totally agree. And the thing is, sometimes, and I'm not I'm not knocking people because obviously. You know, we see some of these pictures, and don't get me wrong, some of, of the people that have done it, I would quite happily rip their face off for tuppence, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but my point is, sometimes, some of the things that are said and done uh, as to these people, then I think, no, hold on a minute, we need to not do this, because this is just making us worse than them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's uh, it's possible, like, sure. I, you, do you know what I mean? But then I also think, are we actually blaming the wrong people sometimes, Right. I'm looking now, Donna, at the very bigger picture now. I, it's not just about one dog. It's about thousands and thousands and thousands of dogs, Absolutely. Cats, children and everything. Mm-hmm. All this abuse is going all over the world, even to old people in nursing homes. That's correct. Even to ordinary people. Where is the government that we pay very well to be able to look after or protect all of us? Where you realize they? that's a whole different show, Sue. So. <laughs> oh, oh you're right. I've got a page on it. It's called Hey, Mr. <laughs> Government Globally. And trust me, I mean, it's goes think. But the thing is, this is why, and people say to me, why have you got so many groups? You can't possibly keep up with all of them. It's not just about keeping up. It's actually because all of those groups, in, in some way or another, actually connect. That's correct. Right. The Ask Sue show, if you like, is an umbrella Right, mm-hmm. and at the top of that umbrella has got to be the "Hey, Mr. Government Globally" page. Mm-hmm. Now, if we all instead, of, and I'm not saying stop sharing dogs or anything like that, I'm not. But if we just spent a little bit of time and all worked to the team and said, "Right, what can we actually do to make an actual massive change?" 
That's correct. And I would say this. We need to start getting in touch with our local governments Mm -hmm. and saying to them, for instance, what exactly have you got in mind that you are going to do that's on the agenda to do a change for the cruelty that's going on in our world or at least in part of your world? What exactly are you going to do? Right? We wait for the answers of what they come back with, and you've got it. They probably either won't won't reply or two will come out with some rubbish. Mm -hmm. That's when we answer back and say, I'm sorry, but really that's not good enough. Well, I I do hear that. And the thing is, this is the bigger picture. Absolutely. You know, I I get really frustrated because, I mean, we can share dogs all day long. Mm -hmm. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day after that there is going to be the same amount the next day. Mm-hmm. I so, think, um, so my, I'm, I'm looking at this bigger picture, right? Because like, we've had the dog shop by police shows, okay? Yep, and absolutely. we've moved on from, I'm not saying that we've forgotten about the people on their dog shop by police, we're not. But I'm saying, right, we're actually starting to get things in place now. You mm-hmm. know, we've got law changing, we've got the bills being put together, we've got people getting in touch with senators, senators actually coming on the show and all sorts. People are actually wanting the change, and we're doing something. And, and this is what I say to people. It's brilliant to be share, sharing these dogs and getting them out where I'm 100% behind that. Mm-hmm. But what are we going to do to actually achieve a massive difference? Why hasn't the government brought in a law that you have got to spay or neuter your dog? That one law, if, if, we, if we could actually say to the government, look, you know, let, let's go one thing at a time. Let's go, you know, we've got like 50 steps to go up, but let's just start by one. Why not make it so that every dog has to be microchipped, and if you're, you've got your dog microchipped, you must have it spayed and neutered. Plus, if their dog is wandering around and it gets picked up by animal control, to get that dog back, one, you have to have it, you, to get it back, you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And secondly, that dog will be spayed or neutered when it is returned. No choice. You know what? I'm in agreement with you. There's only one little piece of this that, while all that sounds phenomenal, it will not stop the physical torture of these animals. It, I agree. In other words, we're, we're keeping. We're keeping. You know, we don't need the puppies. I completely understand that. Um, you know, a lot of people have have the idea in their head, and I've argued this with many, that let's say, for example, you have children and you want to adopt a dog and you go to a shelter and there are no more puppies. Let's say the spay and neuter is a magical wand and they don't know the history behind the dog. They worry about what could happen if, you know, the dog has an attitude. And I'm not putting any specific breed here, okay? But I have a dog right now who you know about through email, who was dumped at the age of eight uh, and on the euthanization list because he snapped at the temperament hand when they, when they tested him. He was deemed food aggressive. For some reason or another, this message didn't get to me because I found out a local rescue pulled him out. He was placed on the euthanization list. He was 148 pounds. And this is a lab chow mix. No dog should be that obese. And the poor animal was so depressed and so despondent that my husband and I thought, wow, you know, was this the right idea? It took about seven months for this dog to come around. 
So, you know, my background is a behaviorist component to it, and I knew with a lot of time I might be able to maybe help, you know, get him going. Unfortunately, he snapped at me too. We had to have a come-to-Jesus yeah. meeting at that point. We had a discussion. <laughs> but I also yeah. knew that if this had been a child, you know, how do you manage the temperament? How do you know what breed is mixed? We did a DNA swipe. Nobody's going to do that. A couple people might. Some people don't even know it exists. That's how yeah. we knew what, what, what was in him. Because he doesn't look like he has chow in him, and that's the temperamental part of the of the lab. He does not act like a Labrador retriever. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I now have him, and it's what? He's 12 now, and he's a marvelous dog. But people have to have skills to learn how to take an adult dog and bring him into the, or her into the family. Yeah. And everybody thinks, yeah. everybody thinks puppies are so cute. Well, they are cute. Every little baby animal is cute. Little yeah. giraffes, little dolphins, little... But... You know, that wears off really fast. Then mom and dad wind up. They have to walk the dog. The kids could care less. They go out and they play, but then they have their friends. We all did it. I had a puppy when yep. I was a child, and my mother walked it. So, yep. how you know, there's, there's so much in there. This is, this is such a multifaceted problem. Mm-hmm. It's like getting involved on the Internet. You go from here to there and there. It's like a mosquito all over the place. But there's yep. so many things. Yeah, um, I agree. And and the one thing, and I'm just reading up, somebody just sent me a message about the BSL laws. We've got another dog oh, that's been um, seized. Now, don't even start me off on that. Oh, don't get me window. started. Oh, that's horrible. I'll tell you what, something else, isn't it? But the thing is, people say, oh, we need to end BSL, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's face reality. That is never going to happen, is it? Because our laws, we fight hard enough to get a law put in place in the first place. It's right. going to be nigh on impossible to ever get anything deleted. Absolutely. So I keep saying to people, okay, they're not going to delete it because at the end of the day, that, that's just not how they work. But maybe we could re- replace it with something that's more efficient and more dog-friendly. And my thought was OSL, owner-specific legislation, where it would be like having a dog would be like owning a car. Okay. So you would have it as um, a, why we have a log book. I don't know what you call it, but we have it called a log book where you've got the details of the car and all the detail, everything about the car, okay? Okay. Then you'd have a insurance, mm-hmm. which obviously would be renewable every year, just like the car, but also for the dog. So we won't have, you know, and also if there's so many, all this is done for every dog, mm-hmm. almost, because you'll get the one that thinks they slipped the leash, literally, okay? Mm-hmm. But... So we'll have that. So it may be that we we can actually discuss with um, insurance companies that because there's more people have got to do it, that it can actually be more regulated insurance because a lot of people are saying that insurance for dogs and cats, etc., is dear. So maybe there's something we can look at in that, okay? Then obviously we've got the MOT where the dog needs to go and be checked by the vets every year, whatever. Once a year it's got to go to the vet, vets to be checked. Okay, mm-hmm. so but also with all of this, my thought in thinking is we could have it so that the licenses reflected on the, the price of a license to own a dog would mm-hmm. actually be determined on if you've actually <coughs> if you've actually got your dog spayed, spay or neutered, mm-hmm. because if your dog is not spay and neutered and you've got that I don't want to spay and neuter my dog, 
Most times for that is because you will get Joe Soap, who's got a back garden, who's seen that his mates up the road has just had, say, eight pups, and has just sold them for however much each, and thinks, actually, I'm skint at the moment, and in a certain amount of weeks, I can actually have some pups and sell them. Absolutely. So, if we've actually got a license where it's dearer if your dog is not spayed or neutered, because... If you are actually not spaying or neutering it, that means you're going to make money from that dog. So you need to have a dearer license. Right. Do you know what I mean? That would be true. So that would people, make sense. Do you know what I mean? So the thing is, then the people that are sensible, that mm-hmm. want a pet mm-hmm. and everything, are going mm-hmm. to have a cheaper license. Mm-hmm. But also, if it's cheaper, then they've got money in which to spend on insurance and everything. Now, the other thing is, maybe we can, I'm thinking like people are on benefits and stuff, but I don't want to say that it's going to cost a fortune for to have a dog, because that's wrong too. Otherwise, because we're going to end up with thousands in shelters and all sorts. But we've got to make some sort of logic of this. It's got to be where it's not the dogs that are put down if something happens. This goes on to the owner who is responsible for this dog. Right. So, for instance, if you let your dog out of the front door and think, oh, I'll just let it out the front door, I can't really be asked, excuse me, no, it's not going to happen. You'll have so many points. Put on your license the mm-hmm. first time, okay? Mm-hmm. The second time, you're going to get a stat wrist and you're going to get a fine and more points put on your license. Mm-hmm. The following time, if you want your dog back, you go for training, the dog goes for training, and you'll get a fine again. But if you go over 12 points of your license, you lose a license to have any dog. I would agree. I would support that. I would because support that tier system. Because you're not responsible enough to have a dog. If you've lost 12 points for your dog, then at the end of the day, you don't, you're not responsible enough to have one. No, you're absolutely you right. Can we do this with kids, too, uh, while we're at it? <laughs> oh, don't even go. i I'll tell you what. Another show. A, a th- <laughs> I, I've got three dogs. Three dogs. I have got three dogs, but I've got three kids as well. And I tell you what, I, I don't know if I could cope with that myself. <laughs> no, I tell you, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, there's not one thing that you said. There's only one caveat I would add, and that is I probably would support the, the breeder's licenses for specific animals used in, in service. In, in, yes. in the case of an animal, a, a particular breed, that is known, you know, with good genes and intelligence to lead some of our people around. Absolutely. Now, the you thing know. is, I'm not, I don't say, like, you know, you will get some people, and, and please don't shoot me down, anybody, for saying this, but... You're going to have all the lights is, lit up in about two seconds. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually, I should actually look on the phone line. There'll be somebody here ready to rant in a minute. But I haven't got a problem with all breeders. Mm-hmm. There are some breeders out there that are fantastic, Absolutely. that do their job properly, that do mm-hmm. home checks, that make them yep. sign contracts, yep. and they double, triple, and quadruple check to make sure that them pups are going to the right homes and these people are wanting that specific breed. Okay. Right. Now, the thing is, there, you're absolutely right. There is some breeds out there that obviously are special in, in a sense of, you know, there may not be many of them or whatever, and this is why those people <clears throat> can have a specific license so they can actually have their dogs unspayed and unmuted. Right. But maybe we could put in a link somewhere into that that they can only have so many. Well, that would probably because, be, you know, concerning the demand of 
how many people in this world that have, you know, whether it's a physical disability or an emotional disability, who really would benefit from that type of an animal. And, you know, of course, you know with the Hero Dog Awards, as you've seen, um, some of the amazing things that some of these service dogs have done, like Michael Hingsley and his service dog, Rochelle. Do you know about him at all? No, I don't. He, no. He, he wrote a book called Thunder Dog. I don't know if you've heard about Thunder Dog. And he actually does speaking, and um, he has a Facebook page. It's actually, I'm sorry, Michael Hingson, H-I-N-G-S-O-N. And Mr. Hingson wrote a book called Thunder Dog, and um, you can look that up. And, and his service dog, Roselle, was, um, she's no longer with us. She's crossed the bridge. But Michael is blind. And Roselle led Michael down the World Trade Center steps, for, I think it was 78 floors, don't quote me, to safety right before the building came down. That is an amazing dog. Yeah. And yeah. He, does, he does a lot of talks and, and um, public appearances and book signings, but if you haven't read Thunder Dog, I highly recommend it to show just one dog and how the power yeah. of an animal's intelligence can save a human life. And that's yeah. pretty amazing. Exactly. So for these particular, she she happened to be a, a yellow Labrador retriever, beautiful dog, and he has yes. another one. Uh, I think her name is Africa. I think they call her Affy, and another beautiful dog. And um, you know, you depend on your your canine companion. So uh, I, I find that particular area fascinating. They have diabetic alert dogs. They have seizure dogs. Uh, a lot of dogs are being used right now to help uh, returning veterans with their anxiety. The, the dogs, the therapy dogs that, you know, help them, you know, remain calm, those who suffer from PTSD. So there's a place. But the puppies, yeah. and there's just too many of them, and they're starving, and they're ill-treated, and it's, it is a nightmare. Yeah. It is a nightmare. But I like that system you have. I think you ought to, like, write it up and send it over. Um, no, well, actually, I've actually got a group, but I've got to redo it due to Facebook problems. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to do the group. Uh, yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Um, but oh, I, just, I think I think there's like, I mean, I'm sure there'll be little, little things that people say, well, you can't do it this way because it's that. But I'm open to suggestions. But I haven't seen anybody put anything out there that's giving a replacement to BSL. Right. It's just. We've got it's to easy it, to leave right? it as it is. Is my guess. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I don't think I, I'm not. I don't. I. I mean, somebody may shoot me down for this, but I don't think that the law, the government, or the law, or anybody's ever going to end BSL. I think it's it's going to either have to be replaced or it may be edited. Do you know what I mean? Then they're, they're not going to say okay that we're not going to have that anymore. No, I, I don't know what I, they're going to do, especially given but, the Lennox situation. That was horrific. Well, I, I see. Um, let me just find this while I'm here. Um, oh, let me just find the name. I think it's Shimmer. Uh, yeah, Bring Shimmer Home and BSL. Now, I was hoping to try and get hold of this, but I must be honest, I've not had a chance to catch up with the, the owners. So if anybody's listening and they do know the, uh, you know the owners of Shimmer, then by all means get them to call in. But, you know, I just think, oh, my goodness, every time I see this NBSL, I just think, oh, my goodness, there's another dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just absolute ridiculous. I just don't know what on earth this world is coming to with, 
You know, I, I'm thinking to myself, and I, this is a little rant maybe, but at the end of the day, this annoys me because at the end of the day, there is so many humans that we could put under a BSL to being a certain type, mm-hmm. but we put them with a tag on their leg and release them back out there. Mm-mm. So why is it that we just have dogs that are seized by BSL then just killed? What's that about? I would say, like a lot of things in history, everything, the decisions are mediated by absolute fear. And um, I will tell all your listeners that prior to getting involved with the Patrick situation, um, the only encounter I have ever had with a pit bull was when I was on the beach with my yellow lab. And I was very excited because I wasn't familiar with the breed. Now, this is going back 12 years. And the man who had the, the dog said, don't get close. He doesn't like dogs. It's not friendly. I thought, okay, well, FYI, my dog, who is Labrador with a little chow, hates other dogs. So this is not a specific breed thing. But I, I left thinking, hmm, maybe that's not a great breed. So when I learned about Patrick, I didn't even know what he was. And I think they're, like, gorgeous dogs. I'm in love with them. Yeah. I probably would have one or two here myself, except this guy here doesn't like anything. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was over at the, um, the Humane League just two weeks ago. By the way, I don't know how the Humane Leagues work over there, but when we shred uh, written material here, we have shredding all over the place, our Humane League likes to use it for, we call it bunny bedding. They have bunnies and they have hamsters, and so they actually use our shredded mail, all your junk mail, and they use it to allow the animals in the cages to make their beds. So they ask us, and we always bring it down there, and we donate it. What are we going to use it for? But what was interesting yeah. was there was a huge pit bull behind the counter with this very cute little coat on, and he wasn't really happy. They said he was very shy, and I hung out and gave him space. He had my hand in his mouth. This dog could have crushed me in a New York second. The gentlest, most loving, beautiful. I think he was a blue-gray. Do they call them blue? Beautiful, beautiful dog. And, I mean, little tail going and the sweetest little face and gorgeous light eyes. And I'm like, oh, man, you'd be home with me in a second if I didn't have my killer <laughs> dog at home. But no, And I have a cousin who's afraid. And she said yep. to me, I went, into our, I went into our kennel and, you know, our, our Humane League, and all these dogs were in there, and a lot were pits, and a lot were German Shepherds. And I think that if those doors had been opened, they would have mauled me. I said, what in the yeah. world are you saying? You know, that's, they, it, everything is fear. And her favorite show, do you remember uh, The Little Rascals and Petey? That was many, no, many years ago. American show was a Little Rascals about little boys, little girls playing together, and they had this dog named Petey. Petey was a pit bull. Right. He was like, everyone loved him, including her. She says, Petey was a pit bull? I said, absolutely, what's wrong with you? They're the original nanny dogs. So, good old Patrick, he certainly opened my eyes then. Yep, yep. And this, this is the thing, and do you know, you know how, um, how it is about mentioning Patrick? Well, I'm always mentioning my Rotty Miracle because she's my baby, right? Mm-hmm. And 
everybody's going to say, here she goes, because I'm going to say <laughs> better. Um, she was 14 weeks old, and she uh-huh. wasn't even weighing four kilos in weight. Oh. I took her to the vet. She was a bag of bones. Um, we rescued her from his house, and we literally took her up there, and I spoke to the vets, and he said, yeah, I'll bring her in a couple of days and blah, 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 right? I actually went back in a couple of days, and he said, Sue, um, what have you called her? And I said, I've called her Miracle. And he said, oh, right. He said, well, you've named her, right? And I said, what do you mean? He said, Sue, I never thought in a million years that you would actually bring her back. I said, what do you mean? Didn't think you'd bring her back? And he said, because I didn't think she'd live. He said, all the main organs were starting to shut down. And I didn't think for a minute that you would actually do it. Wow. And and do you know what? The thing is, I didn't understand Rotties at all. When I first got it, it's been learning, literally. Because Rotties, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I was... I didn't. I mean, I don't hate any dogs. Do you know I mean, I love all dogs. But it's like everybody's got a particular breed that they like. And I've always been a black lab lover. Just, mm-hmm. I love my black labs. That's and I've got two is. already. I've got me two black lab crosses already. And Aww. they're beautiful. I love them. <laughs> But with Miracle, she's, um, you know, we can be sitting here and I can, you know, I can literally just mess about with her for a minute and it sounds like she's growling. But she's not growling. It's almost like a Rottweiler purr. It is. Um, My friend has an American bulldog and it does that too. Yeah. Whatever that is. And I can literally, and everybody's going to laugh at this, I can literally put my head against hers and I can say, right, I'm going to whisper Miracle, and I will literally whisper in her ear, and she literally, I could actually do it probably if I sit her up, I'll try her in a minute, and, <laughs> and I literally whisper in her ear, and I go, shh, 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 and she'll go, down my ear. Now, anybody watching, or anybody who doesn't know her and me, would think, oh my gosh, that's so dangerous. It's not dangerous. not, she knows you, she trusts you, there's a bond. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, she's such a soft head. She's she's just beautiful. We've got the kids and everything, and, and even, you know, people have said, oh, you've got to be careful of the kids. And I went, oh, do you know what? Careful of the kids? Oh, uh, yes, you're right, you're right. I've got to be careful kids don't stand on her or trip over her. Or, you know. But you see, you're, you're right. a good mom. You're a good mom because you actually, you have to protect animals from children as well. Kids don't know any better. They do, you do know silly what? things. You're absolutely right, and I've yeah. said this on the show so many times. Dogs and kids, as, mo- as far as I'm concerned, and I don't care who knocks me for this, I say that they're on an even keel in my house. It's oh, a two-way respect. That's right. right. My dogs respect my kids. If ever my, my, do- my kids are eating their food and my dogs come near, they get told to move away. It's mm-hmm. respect. Okay? Respect. You're, you're setting your pack mentality. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if my dogs are eating and my kids are annoying my dogs, I would tell them. Now, I've got to say, my kids are absolutely fantastic with the dogs. They're brilliant. Do you know what I mean? I bet. We've got a dog that's a Labrador cross, and he's called Nervous. Nervous <laughs> for a reason, because he was nervous. Even as a pup, he was just bred oh. that way. That's just him. He's just so nervous. You can't just step over him. He would just jump 6,000 feet in the air. He hates it. He yeah. doesn't like the hoover. There's, he, he, if he doesn't want to cuddle, he'll tell you. He just <laughs> does a little growl. And people say, yeah, but he growled. And I went, yeah, He's just telling you he doesn't want tell you. Back off, sure. You know what I mean? Now, my kids have got a respect for Nervous, like Nervous has got a respect for them. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if I'd have actually rehomed him, I, I said to my brother, I said, you know, at the end of the day, I can't rehome him. And he said, what do you mean? I went, because nobody else will understand him. 
That's correct. I know that Nervous would have been either put down or mm-hmm. he'd got rehomed from post to post because nobody would understand him. Right. Do you know what I mean? Here, yep. he's brilliant. He'll even growl at his sister, who's a the um, Labrador cross, right? He'll growl at her, who's lying on the same sofa, because she might just knock him. Right, right. Or she's she might him, just lean on him a little bit, and it's like, excuse me, I don't like that. Yep. But then that's no different than Jamie, Emma, and Jana falling out as kids. That's correct. You're sitting on my side of the seat. He's touching me again. <laughs> yeah, Mum, she's looking at me, and I've told oh, her not to. Oh, I know. Me. We've, we've had all that, even today, actually. We <laughs> never we, stopped. So we do it as adults, too. Oh, my gosh. It's terrible. It, it drives me mad, honestly. I, I always say about my kids, right, changing the subject off the kids for a minute, I, off dogs, I actually say to the kids, if it wasn't for the fact that fresh air is free, you'd argue with that as well, wouldn't you? <laughs> Saying that, That's don't humans true. as well? Don't humans as well sometimes? I no, tell but, you. but the thing is, people have got to see that this respect that we've got for our animals has got to grow. But not just for animals. This has got to be for children. This has got to be for the women that are abroad. You know, I've seen some pictures and videos, horrific videos, that of course. women literally being buried up to their shoulders mm-hmm. with just their head sticking up and being stoned to death. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? I hear Who you. the hell has the right to do that? There is there is very little respect for humans. There is very little yes. respect for any creature that that actually breathes air. Um, yep. Yeah. I I'm... saw one, Donna. I tell you what, and it absolutely mortified me. Right. Mm. If this part of the picture isn't bad enough, of grown men, I would say probably about fifteen men, kicking the. Mm-hmm. Out of a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't mean just gentle taps. I mean full-blown, with boots on, kicking her in the ribs, in the head, everything, right? Absolutely. That was horrific enough. If that was not horrific enough was when I then saw somebody, one of the blokes, walk off, come back and drop a breeze block on her head. She's oh, still alive. Word. Oh, my word. I can't imagine. I mean, and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, and we're going back to the government for a minute, what government can possibly not do anything about that? Well, you said it before. When laws are in place, for whatever reason, they're very hard to undo. It's a cultural thing. You have cultural, mm. you know, um, I don't know what you even call them, just cultural practices or cultural um, ideas that people pass on from generation to generation. And whether exactly. you're talking about that type of horrific behavior, prejudice, any of it, it's taught, it's passed down, it's socially, if you will, acceptable. Yep. Uh, that's horrible. That's yep. horrible. You saying that, um, I, I've, I've got to say, Sean's in the chat tonight, and he forwarded me, <clears throat> there was different videos that we share in all the time, and he sends me some horrific ones. I'm sure he likes to give me nightmares, but it, <laughs> the thing is, I always say to everybody, I have to watch the videos. And people say, why do you have to? I said, because I'm sharing them. Right. I and, and this is what gets me. I say to people, you know, if you're going to share them, really you could do with watching them because you can't expect to pass on that if you're not prepared to watch it sometimes. But on the other hand, I do say to people, please, if you can't watch it, share it. So it's a bit hard, really. But me, I can't do a show and say about these stories if I don't watch these videos. Now, I will, I'll 
be quite honest, I've sat here and I've cried and cried and cried on some of these. Do you know what I mean? And the one most horrific, right, that really, if I could have got to this bloke, I will honestly tell you, hand on heart, I would have served time. Oh, I, I would, would be behind asked. bars if you allow me to do it efficiently. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a grown, now I'm I'm not knocking Pakistan people or whatever, but it was like Indian or Pakistan or whatever religion he was. And it was a, it was a guy that was sitting on the sofa. I think it was his wife videoing. And there was this little lad who was, and I'm hoping Sean might be able to find the link for me. Um, or, or Bill, um, but there was, um, I think he was probably be about five. I'm going to estimate about five, this little lad, right? Not a lot to him. He was only little. And he kept, and his dad was telling him in his own language to come back to the sofa to him. The little lad was crying, and he walked up to the sofa, and a grown man, and I'm not kidding now, got his hand and smacked this little lad at the side of the face and knocked him flying off his feet. He then told the lad to get back up again and come back to him. Of course, the little lad was, to say hesitant was the understatement, went back to him to then get slapped and punched and everything else to the floor, and so he ran to the, and sat on the sofa. The dad told him to get off the sofa and asked him to come back to him again. The little lad retaliated and said, no, I'm not coming, and you know, was shaking his head. The bloke then went to the kitchen and either got a spoon or something and absolutely thrashed the hell out of this lad, who then got in the bloke sits down again and tells the lad to come over. So the lad thinks, well, hold on a minute, I've got to come over because I'm going to get thrashed otherwise. He got over to be pushed, to be thumped, to be slung back into the sofa. I mean, full throw into the back of the sofa. And this went on for about five minutes. When I see things like, is this a, like a YouTube type of a video? Um, number yep. one, it should be reported. And number two... Yeah, but do you know what? Sorry, and let me interrupt. Should yeah. it be reported? Should well, I tell you why? Should we report it so it's hidden? Or should we actually be sharing it so it's actually known? It's a tough call because... You don't know, I guess, you know, probably should we take what I said, given the culture, of whoever's culture it is, you don't know if this child will have any other further consequences. But my question is, is whoever videoed it, why would they put it out there for public consumption? That's ridiculous. Absolutely. I mean, I mean if, yep. if you put something like that out, I mean... Again, it goes back to what I said a little earlier, every minute of that child's life. I'm a mandated reporter, okay? So the minute I see something in my office, it definitely gets reported. There's not a doubt. We we don't mess around with that. And yeah. if, if child comes to me, um, there is a, we have a child line here, an 800 number that you can call to consult if you're not sure if this is something that should be reported, if you have any questions. But you can tell us that number in a minute as well, yep. Yep, you can do that. And, you know, in that country, clearly, I don't think there's a child line there. If there is, I mean, when I see things like that, and again, I try not to look at them, um, but I understand your position. If you're going to share something, you have to know what you're sharing. Um, I start kind of looking up the research behind it. I want to know what the cultural nonsense in. First of all, I don't think that culture, that's acceptable, but I could be wrong. I don't know. 
But mm. whatever the case, I start looking. I look at things with YouTube. Should this be reported? Should it be taken off? The thing that bothers me is a lot of times if you have any kind of copycats out there, you don't want to have that kind of nonsense where people will yeah. look at that. That's another problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, kid, Kids have enough concussions, and I see what it does to their brain. And, yeah. um, I mean, that, that child is clearly going to have some damage with all that, that consistent beating. Exactly. Exactly That's right. Horrific. I mean, uh, I've got somebody waiting on the phone line, but I want you to stay with me, Donna, because this is very interesting. Okay. So, very quickly, did you actually see that one when they um, did that video about the babies um, having yoga? No, I have not seen that. Oh, <laughs> I would swing them people round. I can promise you that. Human or not, I would honestly would break their necks. Swinging a baby round and calling it baby yoga. No, I haven't seen that, but I had a client who was referred to me many years ago who decided, um, and it doesn't matter if I bring it up now, I'm not going to mention the people's names, but... Um, it, the person never got to me because the police got involved. They were referred to me to determine, hold on to your hats here, whether or not these people would be appropriate for parenting skills training. That was what the, hmm. the referral was. Basically, what it should have been was referral for anger management and how about we just put this moron in jail, which is where he wound up. This little baby... Um, evidently was in a bassinet and the father was a little annoyed that this child had a messy diaper and he picked the child up by the ankle and literally just tossed him across the room and the leg had a spiral fracture and I don't know how many broken bones and this is what you deal with hot-headed parents who unfortunately have zero skills zero tolerance and tons of stress Having a baby was either a very good idea at the time or maybe possibly we weren't ready to have one. Um, but a baby is forever, and you're going to need some help if you can't manage. And this is – I had one on the phone who pinned his child up against the wall while I was on the phone with him. Um, that was a very, very long time ago in a very, very different agency, which I'm not affiliated with any longer, obviously. Um, but you, you have to wonder. You know, when yeah. when you're on a line calling the cops while there's a five-year-old being pinned by the throat. It, it's crazy. It happens everywhere. But do you know what? This YouTube video is actually baby yoga. I put it in the chat room, and I'll put it on the ASU network page as well for you to look at. Okay. It's actually where they are doing baby yoga. And it's literally, they've actually put the videos on. I think it's almost like an advertising thing on some parts of it. And it's where actually, they hold being... them by the feet, and they literally, like... Rock them back in two. This Where this is baby. this? Not is this in the States? Oh, I'm with that. I'll tell you what, I'll put it on the Asu Network page. I'll go check it out. Have a look. I'll check and, it and out Anybody later. else out there who wants to have a look at this, I, I want to know your thoughts. I mean, me personally, if I saw them doing it, they would have to um, have something seriously done to it, I'm telling you. Because I, I just think it's horrendous. And these are babies. It's not just, you know... You know, like um, te teenagers or whatever. These are babies. I mean, I yeah. had to look because I thought, no, that that isn't a baby. That that's can't be. That's got to be like you know um, a model or something. Yeah, it's called controversial 
I mean, it's just gone straight up the link. Hold on one second. Yeah, controversial was a very, very good first word. Again, these people obviously have no, I'll say obviously, but then again, you know how that goes, have no yep. perception of developmental brains and what that can yep. do. Yep. Controversial baby dynamics yoga. Oh, my God. I I call it more something like load of crap. <laughs> I mean, Big a baby to be held gently and showed love and support, oh, not gosh. be thrown round like a rag doll. Do you know what the thing is? We'll have it next. That we'll have it in court, where a, you know a grown man threw it against the wall, but he'll say, "Oh, sorry, I was doing yoga." Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Give I me know. I know. But of course, you know, with all this going on and having to look at these things, you kind of have to pace yourself getting back to nightmares. You really do. Because I know I, it was over the weekend sometime when I had a, a glut of these animal horrible or children or whatever that comes across my page that in these you know these out of country where these dogs are stashed in crates, hundreds of them squashed in, going to slaughter, and I I just think to myself I've had enough right now. I I have to take a break from this because otherwise yep. you you know like you said you have your dreams, you know it kind of plays on your subconscious. Um, yep. you, you just have to give it a rest, and you have to do something different. Yep. You know, while we're busy changing the world, there's a thing called self-care, and I'm a big advocate. Although sometimes well, I don't. You can advocate for me then, in that sense. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very tough. It's tough. Absolutely. You, you I, have I a must very. Admit, hmm? it, it, it did get to the stage where I, I think that nightmare was a point to me to say, Sue, you've got to stop, and it's like. I must admit, I was still on it for a little bit over the weekend, but we won't go into that, okay? But, you know, I, I had to pop on to make sure there wasn't an emergency or something. And people laugh when I say that, but, but people do message me with things like, Sue, I, I'm in a desperate measure. How do I deal with this? And I'm like, right, you just do this, this, and it. Oh, I'm so glad you were there. You know, and it's like, it, you know, but then they're so stressed. Uh, but they've seen me help somebody else do something else, and, and I seem to be their first portal call on some things. You may be. Do you know what I mean? I do. And you may be. And the thing is, I did call myself Ask Sue, and they do literally ask. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is, uh, for example, great great example that happens around here all the time. A lot of times, friends of mine, good acquaintances, they will call on me and ask me, you know, can I talk to you about something? When I see the level of severity, especially if it's a friend of mine, one of the things that I say to them is, look, we obviously have what's known as a dual relationship. I know you. I can't do any counseling with you, but I can refer you. And at this yep. point in the game, it sounds to me like you have a lot going on and you need some support more than a friend can give. Let's get someone who can give you the tools. Yep. And, yep. and this way, they're in good hands. And sometimes yep. that m might be a better way to go, a little bit of a, okay, you're the first port of call, and then yep. you have a list of individuals in your area that you can refer people to. It's not a bad yep. idea. Yep. Do you know what the thing is? I've actually got it, and I must just say Kristen is in the chat room, and Kristen and me have, have spoken for many hours and hours and hours, even though I'm in the U.K. and she's an American. She's helped so many people with dogs being shot by police, and she's doing a website, and she's doing wow. a blog and everything. She's absolutely amazing, okay? If, if there's anybody who wants to do stories on Kristen and what she's done, she actually had two of her dogs shot by police. Oh. She is an amazing, an amazing woman, okay? Uh, sure. Honestly, she's just amazing. And do you know what? 
it's like we've talked about so many different things and all of this thing. And she says she's boring in the chat room. She's not boring at all. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but the thing is, me, me and her will talk about anything and everything. And the other week, we actually had um, somebody actually inbox me on the Ask Sue Network page. And they and they said, um, we've been forwarded on to you by such and such. Please, could you help us? We've had our dog shot by police. Oh, my God. Now, it was brilliant because I could, I literally rang her in America from the U.K., <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I spoke to her, and I said, listen, this is what I can advise you as this part, okay? What you need to do as in this second, okay? And I think one of the things was I was saying, I don't know if you do in America, but put the kettle on and have a cup of tea. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Absolutely, sure, um, sure. But, and you can't beat having a cup of tea when you're stressed, in all fairness. I do it all the time. Um, but the thing was, I was able to give a little part, and then I said, but you also need to speak to. And I was able to give numbers, now, the mm-hmm. thing is, people, I know this is what I do. This is what I love to do. Right. There are so many people out there that get in touch with me and say, oh, but I've only just found out about your show. Mm-hmm. And then I look at their friends, and they've got, like, 20 people that are mutual friends. Right, right. We can see thinking, who we are, sure. Well, linked. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. What, why did nobody forward this, these people on to me? Do you know what I mean? So that we, how many people are we not actually connecting with? Do you know what I mean? There's, I'm sure there's thousands and thousands more groups on Facebook yet that I haven't even reached, that That's I haven't true. even got to. You know, people put me in touch with some of these groups, and they've got like 30,000 people on the groups or whatever, you know, 200 people or whatever. And it's all these different groups, and I'm thinking... They haven't even don't even know about the show yet. They're looking you know, for media exposure, and they don't even know about it. What I might do is look to see some of the links that I have that are the larger pages. Um, do you know the Barking Army? Yes, I've heard of that, yep. Yep, that's yep. an amazing page. United Against Animal yes. Abuse is another good one. Um, yep. Large following, you know, and maybe speak with their page administrators and see yep. if they'll come on. They they do amazing work. Um, yep. the, tr- the trouble is, right, and this is where I'm a bit more thing, right? How can I put this? You've got some pages that are absolutely fantastic, open, mm-hmm. and you, you talk to them, and they say, yep, I'd love to put the links on. And then I say, right, would you like to come on the show? Do you want me to share the links? Blah, 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 whatever it may be. And that's fantastic. But then you've also got the ones that are egos, yeah, that's what I mean. They, sure. They don't they don't want to share their people. Right. And I'm like, but but I'm I'm giving you the chance to share on my show. Right. And give pe- get the people to give uh, their feelings, sure. Yeah, you know? And and on the Ask Sue network page on the Ask Sue show, I haven't got a problem with people put their groups in. And 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 people say, you know, and, and I'm thinking, why can't everybody be like that? Why can't we just have one big hub? One big animal advocate hub, Facebook animal advocate hub, or, or something, right? Oh, they'd love like that. Everybody <laughs> joined. Right. It would be. It would be good, and I think that. But it will never happen. Well, it will never, ever, ever happen because you have got some amazing groups out there that mm-hmm. have just closed doors. Yeah, I kind of look at it on a continuum, Sue, like this long line that goes into infinity. And at one extreme are this dog needs a home and it gets shared. And on the other extreme are some of the most horrific animal pictures that I I shake my head. 
And then you have the ones that the groups are mixed where they do a lot of the international things. And I know for myself one of the frustrating parts about the international is we can get the word out, but what can we here do about China, Africa? I have a friend of mine in Africa. Uh, it's possible she might want to talk on the show. I can email her and see what she says. She's yep, uh, an advocate. Um, you know, a couple people, we go back and forth. And, um, you know, we there are some that are, wow, they complain on their own page that people have unfriended them because they can't handle some of the stuff that goes on. You know. Yeah, exactly. And some people See, are a little moment, shy. Uh, do you know what? At this moment in time, I've actually got. I was going to do a show going back a few weeks there where I wanted to expose people. I'll mm-hmm. tell you about this, and then we'll have a little song, and we'll come back on. But okay. I want to tell you very quickly, everybody, that I have got probably about four or five. I think like animal shelters cross rescue places, right? Mm-hmm. That people are sending me information of absolute horrific cruelty. Oh, my. Now, the thing is, I'm looking at it, and one in particular, I'm not going to mention no names at the moment because I'm not, I'm not saying anything about anything of this lot at the moment. This is all very, I have got to keep it close yeah. to myself at the moment because I have been told that I have to watch my pages and everything and there's a certain amount that I've got to get in touch with attorneys and all sorts about this, okay? But the thing is, I need to literally get more listeners because I need to get this out there. Mm-hmm. And some of the pictures and some of the things that I've been sent are horrific. Oh and my. these are the places where people are sending dogs to. Oh, Jesus. Do you mean? Yes, I do. Absolute horrific. And the thing is, I actually, they actually went mad with me. There were certain people that inboxed me and unfriended me. And all I can say to that is, off you go. Um, (laughs) They actually went mad at me because I cancelled the show. And the reason, Donna, I cancelled that show was for what, well, postponed it actually, was because there is no way I was going to have an open phone line to people ring up and say, oh, you know, that Donna, I don't like her very much. She's done this, this, and this, and this, and I didn't like it. And I think she's this, not a chance. Not on my show is anybody ever going to be slating anybody unless you can back it up with proof. Well, you know, it's really hard because we had had an incident one time where somebody was complaining about person B, and it became a competition. Oh, I know more of this, and I know more of that. And yeah. I res- and, and, and what I said to this individual was, look, all you have to do is one thing. One thing, to move the movement, if you will, in the direction we need it. If you share a page, if you donate money, if you donate time. And it's not a personality or a popularity contest. This is not what I do for a living. I am not a dog advocate for a living. Okay, this is something that is a free time, call it a hobby, but a hobby with a passion. Okay, There are other people who do this specifically for what they do, and I respect that. And I try to remember that I give people respect. I would like to have it in return that we all listen to each other, but sometimes it's not possible. Everybody's on their own path. Yep. And and yep. you'll see this nonsense go on on Facebook, you know, oh, she did this and I we did this in high school, guys. You know, this is, you know, I'm I'm an older woman now. I'm not a kid. And um 
you know, my responsibilities lie in different areas, like many of us do, and I respect the people who do so much, yet they're doing other things, too. They have children, yep. they have, um, you know, jobs, and they work nights, and everybody's, everybody's, you know, fighting the same battle. We're just going exactly. up about it different ways. And, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. If everybody would remember to just uplift that person to the next level, try to take them to the next level, try to support them, you know, of course, unless you don't yep. like what they're doing, but be respectful. You yep. know, you don't know who I, you're talking to. When, when yeah. we're on Facebook. You notice that? You, know, yeah, you ever absolutely. notice some of these people, you don't know who you're talking to, what they do for a living, um, yeah. how educated they are, how non-educated. You don't know. You don't know anything yeah. about that person. Exactly. exactly. So you should be totally respecting agree. everybody. Yeah. It's like a I, mass ball. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and there's so much of it. But Donna, um, do you want to stay on the phone lines? We're just going to have a, a quick minute. So sure, absolutely. Phones. We've got a couple more people to join us, I think, as well. So I'm going to have a bit of a fun... Do you know I love doing little fun songs, oh, right? Nice. And, and this is a bit of a, a childhood memory for me. So I'm going to have oh. a little bit of a tune. And, and it's, it's quite a funny one. You'll know what I mean in a moment. So we'll All be right. back in just a couple of minutes. We'll Absolutely. have a little bit of a tune, and Donna will be back and joining us. And uh, I hope you like this little tune, okay? I, I'm sure it'll make you all laugh. Be back in a couple of minutes. apologize about all that everybody I, I think my buttons just went totally crazy and i lost the plot totally anyway moving swiftly back on again uh let me go to i think i've lost where i am at here let me put find on it nope here we go i'll get back into it now honest 
Donna, are you there? I am here. Oh, good. We've got a, a lovely guest to join us. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever met this lovely lady. And welcome to the show, our very good friend, Lisa Beretta. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? Hi, Sue. How are you Hi, doing? Lisa. How are you? Hi, how are you? Wow, how about this Mercury retrograde? Please. Doesn't that stink? Oh, my God. We have five planets in Pisces. Today we have Mars at 29 degrees Pisces, and we, we have a new moon energy here. So I, I know the past week and a half has really been horrible for so many people who not only are they experiencing things breaking down, miscommunications, things being rescheduled, we also have a lot of personal drama going on too because, you know, this retrograde Mercury is going backwards. It's going to touch off Neptune, which rules the masquerade or the illusion Pisces, the 12th sign of the zodiac, so there have been a lot of secrets that have been revealed, a lot of who we thought people were or not so, and I've been dealing with so many clients crying to me over these disappointments. <laughs> That's how my week's been. So how are you? Oh, I, I felt like I was sitting in one in the back of the car, you know, one of them nodding dogs? Okay. Yes, Lisa, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's yes. me, yes. <laughs> I know. All of the above and more. <laughs> exactly. Now we're going to have uh, the full moon at the end of the month, so I'm just going to sit tight and wait for that. That's that's. Uh, I think Mars may come into play with that with Venus. So. Right, and, now, and I remember. I did hold on to a little date that somebody gave me that told me that the retrograde is going to be nearing the end about the 17th of March. Please thank, tell me that that's thank not wrong. God. But you have a 10-day slowdown. Yeah, after, it's in correct? shadow. It's going to be in shadow. So yep. it, it's not out of the woods yet. We have to get that thing moving along. Oh, well, like, you know. please. I, I feel you know. like I'm throwing out a, a big old rubber ring or wanting somebody to throw me a rubber ring here. <laughs> well, on the plus side, you know, some people have had reunions, uh, you know, reconnected with people. But sometimes it's to straighten out things that, you know, uh, you know, to re-explain themselves, maybe because there was some type of a miscommunication. And like I said, because this retrograde mercury did touch off, Neptune, I do have so many people that are saying, you know, things are not what they thought. You know, my job description was one thing. I'm finding out now it's not what it was. The person who I was dating turned out to be somebody else, or I caught somebody cheating, lying. It, it's been very interesting, really How interesting. Much, I have a question for you. How much of this also is hampered by the poor communication of retrograde? I think so, too. You know, you there's a lot of miscommunication um, you know, sometimes people think by telling a little white lie they're doing damage control. But like I've been telling everyone, let people deal with the truth because if someone cannot deal with the truth, that's an issue with them, and they need to work on themselves. But when you lie to somebody, how the hell can you expect somebody to deal with that? Because you're basically telling them you, you think they're an idiot and moron. You don't res respect them enough to let them know the truth. And now that we're in this energy shift, everybody, whether they realize it or not, I feel are tuning more into that lower vibration of what's a lie and the higher vibration of what's the truth. So we kind of instinctively know. A lot of people have just been calling others out on things that aren't so, and it's amazing because to me that's evident that we've shifted, which is a good thing. And that's, you know, and everybody else is feeling, what, did we have a pass-by of an asteroid or something on Saturday that uh, came by Earth? Saturday you know? was a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Was yeah. there a void, of course, on Saturday? Uh, I'm pretty sure there was. There's been a lot of voids lately, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, even today, there's a void. But I, Saturday, I think there was. It was a long void, I believe. Well, Saturday was the ninth. It went void, I believe, on the eighth, and the moon did not go into uh, 
Pisces, I don't believe, until early Sunday morning. It's, I felt it terribly. As a matter of fact... Um, All these void moons. And the other thing, too, are you a Gemini also? Uh uh, no, I'm a I'm a Pisces Pisces rising, but I I have wow. my node in Gemini Sagittarius. Okay, because and, Sue and, and I I'm a are Gemini. both Gemini Sun. Oh, so you feel your ruling planet? You, Absolutely, your... and it's conjunct my natal Mercury as well. Oh boy, nasty! Yeah, you're really for... feeling it, right? It's kicking my butt, but I've I've learned to deal with this. <laughs> I've learned to deal with it. I'm, yeah, it's it was rough. I think it's. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like 13 and 15 degrees, sun and mercury conjunct in the 7th. So oh, so you, you have them 13 degrees, so when mercury yep. was retrograding 13 Pisces, it squared off. You bet, and I was it just real right happy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Not happy. That's worth a situation for you. you know? Huh? It, that's probably for the uh. situation. Yeah, it's know, made things and, more difficult. Well, Mercury rules my fourth house of the home because Gemini's on the cusp, and it also rules my seventh house of friends, partnerships. So the home thing, my uh, my dishwasher broke, my garbage disposal broke, oh my, my front railing was uh, was damaged by the guy who was delivering the dishwasher. So, and then the the seventh <laughs> house, it's like, oh, I definitely had a a real taste of who my friends are, <laughs> and uh, and let me tell you, you, you find out who the heck's a liar, and uh, that's always a little interesting, too, right? And because <laughs> on some level, you know somebody's been lying and not being forthright with you, but to let it go, and you know, you have to blame yourself, too. Like, why, why didn't I question more? But then, again, I just, you know, I guess you just really have to keep your own counsel and keep an eye out for yourself. We, we can't determine... What other people do, but it's definitely been a lesson. Yeah. But I cannot. Yeah. And you know what else? I just had a feeling. Every time I would walk into my garage, I'd look up on the ceiling of the garage, looking for a leak. Like I'm expecting something. About I'd say seven or eight days later, there was that little leak coming from the dishwasher that broke. You know, so I did have people say, really? maybe you manifested that because you were looking for it. I said, well, no, I look for lottery wins too, and they don't manifest. I think I just tuned <laughs> into my house. Because Mercury does rule my fourth, you know. So. You, you heard it first that Lisa wishes for a lottery win, so wait for it in the next few days. Yeah, <laughs> well, Lisa, Definitely. what you think about your bring about, right? Let's concentrate more on my fifth house and eleventh house. Let's see when something's going to tick that off for me, huh? <laughs> That'll be nice. So um, I'm you so know, glad I was able to call in and and just chat with you for a little bit. But then again, you know, I did not schedule my time well this week. Because I actually I, I had the flu a little bit last week, and so as typical for a Mercury retrograde, I'm really like overbooked and overcommitted for the next few nights. But I did want to sneak in a few minutes. I always love to call into your show. show. Yeah, this is a real surprise. Yeah, do say that ten times. And um, yes, we'll have you know, to organize another sure day. I definitely. Said a little something but, about this Mercury retrograde, so hopefully everyone else who maybe experienced some mayhem with it will feel better, yes. knowing they're not alone. Yes. Where are you uh, located? We, I'm sorry, what's that? Where are you located? I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, you're in Philly. Okay, you're two hours from me. Oh, where are you? I'm in Camp Hill. Oh, oh my gosh. Camp Isn't that funny? High. Yeah. So now we speak two languages. There we go. <laughs> well, we that have is very to, funny. We have to connect on Facebook. Absolutely. No, I'm never on Facebook, but <laughs> oh, great. I'll, take a, I'll take a look <laughs> You know, I just post when I'm going to be on a show, but I'll definitely. And your name is? I'm sorry. Donna. I in. It comes up as Donna LaSalle Struck. Sue, Sue, can you send her my link? Yes, of course I can. 
Call oh, your love. I great. appreciate that. Okay. Oh, do you know what? The rest of the I was going to say, Donna, Lisa is absolutely fantastic and so absolutely brilliant on so many things. Um, Lisa, very quickly, I need to ask you a very personal, quick question. Sure. 17-year-old daughter, massive attitude problem, is 7th of October. Um, what's going on with her at the moment? And please just give me a bit of light. All right, the 7th of October. I believe it's that Pluto going through Capricorn. You know, that Pluto always it forces you to change. It's change, transformation, and, 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 you know, sometimes we don't go through every labor and delivery nicely. You know, it might be a little rough. I, I do feel it's just something temporary and kind of just know that this, too, will pass. But I know when you're dealing with it, it's difficult because as someone who raised three children, I we, we all hit that that breaking point where, you know, they're yeah. trying to – be adult, but we know they're not really ready to be 100% adult, and we're still trying to hold on to the, the child in them. So it's yep. think of it as the Pluto, it's the transformation, but at the end of the month, that full moon in Libra is probably going to bring something to a head. So it's like letting the air out of an overfilled balloon, and you should be able to start to get some things resolved. Right, thank you. you I've, got my brain, I've got my brain fighting with my heart, fighting with my boot that wants to kick up the bottom, making the understanding that she's 17, so she's a girl but not quite a woman, and, and, and thinks that the grass is green on the other side, but it really isn't. But you, you can't see it when you're in it. You have to step out of it. Exactly. I remember when my youngest son was around 17, thought he was 17, going on 35, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't, that wasn't an easy time, but, you know... Keep in mind, ladies, that the frontal function of the brain is not going to be completely developed until they're approximately 21. And that function has to do with decision-making and impulsivity and planning and executive, and that's why teenagers oh, make lousy uh, uh, decisions. Oh, please don't say things like that. I can't cook because she's 21. <laughs> well, I'm going to make martinis for mothers. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm what I'm saying is it's not, just, it's not completely just done, from brown to gray. <laughs> no, it's 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 not completely developed. Okay, so they're going to be learning and making mistakes. That's why sometimes teenagers don't make the best decisions. You know, how many no. times have you ever said, "What were you thinking?" They weren't. No. No, <laughs> sometimes they know what to do, but they can't do it. Yeah, I knew. Well, why did you? One of my favorites. My son threw a machete into the air. Oh boy. Okay, and when it came down. It landed in the swimming pool and tore the liner apart. Oh. And my, you know, he was grounded for half the summer. What were you thinking? Well, he wasn't. And when I spoke with him, I said, okay, humor me. Why did you do it? What, what, what compels you to throw a very sharp, very large sword in the air? And the comment was, well, I don't know. I thought it might stick in the ground. I wanted to see if that would happen. Well, they cannot anticipate consequences. So that's a great example of if it could have hit you in the yeah. head, you know, they wouldn't have thought this. Forget it. It doesn't happen. No. So, yeah. you know, well, Lisa, they're not thinking. I think, Lisa, um, me and uh, Donna and you will have to meet up on another show. I would love to. I'd love Sounds to. Sounds like I'd a love blast. To. But, okay, Definitely. girls, thank you so much for having me on and enjoy the rest of the show. Wonderful surprise. Lisa, all right. Thank you, love. Bye-bye. Ma- right. I'm just going to say that Max, Max sends his love as well, Lisa, Okay. I love him. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, oh, someone I, who I speaks the language that. I know. That's pretty funny. <laughs> She's oh. absolutely a 
oh, she's a gem, an absolute gem. And and fascinating. I could, you know, some people we, you know, I can have on the show, and honestly, I could do a six-hour show and still not be bored. I bet she's you know very I mean? entertaining. It's just fascinating, I love it. absolutely fascinating. And I just hope she's right over my daughter, because uh, just in case that Kimberly happens to listen to the show, I do love you very, very much. It's just that we both need to talk without having an argument, and my door will always be open whenever you need, however long it takes. Good so mommy. thank you very much. You know what, Sue? I mean, as calm as we all are, I can remember the most turbulent year, and I love my mother dearly. I put my life down for her. She is she is my rock. Yep. Was seventeen. That was where we had yep. the most arguments, the most disagreements. Nobody understood each other. Things got slammed. Things got loud. That's what kids do, and it's very mm-hmm. hard. It's very very hard. It is. So. The thing is, it was like. Well, at one point in our lives, we were like sisters. Mm-hmm. And this is the difficult part, I think, is because we were so close. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And different things had happened that had up- upset the you know, the apple cart, as they say. Yeah. And it just came to a head where... And we live in the middle of nowhere, and 17-year-olds don't want to be stuck in the middle of nowhere. They want to be in high life. And she's moved to the high life, and I don't think it's as green as she thought it was going to be. But... The trouble is she stepped over the mark, and it's hard to say I'm wrong. Well, it's all hard. It's hard sometimes to say, I'm sorry, mum, I'm wrong, you know, or to anybody. You know, none of us want to say that we're wrong, but it takes somebody with guts and somebody wants to make change to say, actually, I was wrong. Uh, You know, I made a mistake, but, you know, we can do things different. I'm not a perfect mum. You know what I mean? I'm not perfect to everything I do. I try my best, but it doesn't always mean that I'm perfect. Do you know what I mean? So, and, and I understand, you know, things that she said to me, I understand that was wrong. Do you know what I mean? Right, I sure. did, you know, the things that I missed, do you know what I mean? And I've spoken to her, and I've said, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't realize. But the trouble is she doesn't want to meet me halfway at the moment. And it's well, just one of the hard. Things, I mean, one of the things you can do is talk about, very much like a marriage, expectations change from month to month and year to year. And as she's growing yeah. and developing, there's a time where... A parent is a manager of a child's life, and later, eventually, as that child grows into a young woman, not necessarily totally at 17, but they become more of a consultant. That's where we are right now. We're the consultant. She's kind of pre-consultant right now. She's not quite there yet. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's hard because if she's listening, you know, when you have a child... You know, you're always concerned about them. You always want the best for them. And um, it sometimes comes off as controlling. And, you know, they think we've never lived. We've never done anything wrong. We've never pushed boundaries. Uh, Sometimes I wonder, gee, I wonder why I'm still here. You know, as a teenager, you know, growing up in an inner city neighborhood, we've done a lot. And um, kids sometimes don't see it. They see it as, oh, she never lets me do anything. You're mean, you're rotten, you know, I don't want to live here, this is horrible. Um, yep. She knows. She should know she has a soft place to fall when she needs to come home. She doesn't have to say she was wrong. She can simply say, you know what, Mom, it wasn't for me. And that's a little yep. bit of a, of a softer sense if you both have a lot of pride at stake. She knows yep. internally how she feels. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I admit to the fact that she got the stubbornness from me. I mean, it's, it's like, I'll be honest, I mean, the, and, and this retrograde, Lisa's absolutely right. I've no communication. Through, 
it, it's got to the stage that I, you know, I've spoken to it. I mean, I've tried to ring her. She doesn't want to talk to me. Um, I've messaged her. I've told her how I feel and everything else, right? We've also had where I hadn't spoke to my uncle for a while because of various different things. So I'm talking back to him. I've had people around me that have lost their jobs and stuff, you know, so they're suffering. Um, it, people are trying to find themselves and, you know, Sometimes they try to find themselves but hurt people that are close to them and don't realise. Do you know what I mean? So this every, everything is changing. But then I think to myself, there are still so many people that are asleep. And this retrograde and everything, I was hoping that a few more people. But then actually I look at things and think, even the general public are talking about things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And when I say general public, I mean those that don't really... Okay, general public is somebody that I was, if you like, probably seven or eight months ago when I would have said to you, I don't watch the news because I don't want to see all that negativity. What's the point? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I do. Why do I want to say that on board? But then now, now that I can say like, I've woken up, I'm actually saying, right, so that that's happening in that country is wrong, that that's happening in that country is wrong. What are we not doing about this country? I mean, you know, it's supposed to be Great Britain. Right. We need to find the grate somewhere because I think it fell off. Well, you know what I mean. It was on one of them big billboards, but it just fell off, and at the moment we're just Britain. You know what I mean? I do. And it's a shame because you know it, there's so many things about Britain that's good, but there's so many things that are just have been let go. Yeah. Well, the United States has got their issues too, as you would yeah. know, and um, yeah. there's a lot of tension here as well, and a lot of change, and some people, you know, are very that's, I will tell you this, I, I never get into political discussions because I know it gets crazy. Um, yep. Even my husband and I, we, we, we're on the same page politically, but at the same time I will say, you know what, you need to turn that dumb news program off now. I think you've had enough because you're getting a little too wound up. Or <laughs> everything in moderation. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it, you know, I mean, there are some things that I'm going to die for where we're very passionate, and there are other things where, you know, let's relax the, the range just a little bit in the name of blood pressure. I don't need mine through the roof. Because yeah. <laughs> it's easy to get excited. So, it, do you know, I actually went to doctors a few weeks ago, and they did my blood pressure, and I thought, I'm sure I'm going to smash that. <laughs> did you? No. See? I, oh, I always have perfect blood pressure, which is amazing. I, I sit on this laptop and see some of these things, and I'm I'm like, are you kidding? Is this is this serious? Now, I've got to say, now, I'm in the UK, so I'm looking at America from, from the UK, if you like, and I'm looking at what's going on on the Internet and links that I'm shared. Now, mm-hmm. am I right in saying that America is actually waking up quite a bit to what's going on in the world? Because I feel like there's a lot of people connecting and starting to realize what's really going on in America. Is that right, or is there still a lot of people, as we call it, asleep? I think you're probably right, and I think one of the things that has uh, increased awareness, global awareness more, is our media. You know, we have more more availability of Internet and television, and, you know, we no longer have four stations on our TV. We have more choice, yeah. and, um, you know, for example, if I'm sitting at breakfast with a friend or something, and I'll say, did you see that last night, and what show was that? Oh, you've never seen that show, and word passes quickly. You know, yes. or and and you know how people are. Whether it's a dog or a child or a country, when there's something that is in direct, you know, clashing with your value system, and it hits yep. home hard enough, you have a reaction. I know I do. Just like we discussed exactly. earlier. 
yep. you cannot you cannot ignore the human condition or the yep. animal condition. Absolutely, absolutely. Some now we've got choose. a couple of people. I, I, we must have rattled a couple of people because a few people have reached online. <laughs> oh, uh, get on then. I haven't screenshot these, so we could end up with fun. Uh, area code five eight five. Hi, welcome to the show. Oh, no, they didn't want to talk. Bless okay. them. I, th- I think we just scared them off. Uh, or, well, or they did. I- I'm not quite sure what happened then. Um, yeah, I'm Hello one, one, and one. welcome to the show. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to find out what your show's about. So you have an open chat in your discussion page. Uh, we- we're talking about all sorts, yes. All sorts. Is that um, political, relationship, sports, or are you focusing on one particular item? No, we've pretty well gone through everything, so have you got anything to bring in? Well, I wanted to find out what what you're talking about and then chime in. You want me to introduce a topic? Yes, certainly. Okay, how about, as soon as I got here, you were were asking uh, the caller if America's waking up. Waking up to what? Uh, everything, really, about what's going on in America, about the politically, about the fact that uh, so many uh, corruption around the government, um, a bit of all sorts, really. There's loads of things going on in America, like, for instance, we've done shows about the police shooting dogs and stuff as well, um, about the fact that the police are shooting innocent people. You know, we've we've had a show about that as well. Mm-hmm. Do you mean so? There's there's loads of people are actually stepping forward and want change in quite a few different things. But that's not just America. That's in all over the world that uh, people are waking up to things that need to be of change. All right, like um, like what? <laughs> like what? I just said some things of what? Well, killing dogs is not a global problem. No, that's right. It's not a global problem. We've got things. There's things in all different countries, like there's um, over in, um, I can't even think of where it is, where there's women actually being kicked to death by men that, uh, 20 men, I was just saying earlier, about 20 men that were kicking the hell out of women and then got a breeze block and chucked on their head. Okay, that happened. So this. I didn't know about the recent occurrence, but it probably happens in India. It happens on a desk. But is there anything that you want America to wake up about in particular? Uh, can I just chime in here for one second? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask, do you have a name, a first name you want to give? Mm-hmm. I can call me Joe. Oh, I'll call you Joe. Okay, Joe. You can call me Donna. That's Sue. Hi. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so whereabouts are you calling from, Joe? Montana. Okay, and what's it, what's it like in Montana? Because I'm in the UK, so tell me what it's like in Montana. Well, yeah, that's the most beautiful piece of country you, you've never visited unless you've been here before. Blue sky, fresh streams, beautiful mountains, curvaceous women. Can't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> Did they send them all to Montana, Joe? <laughs> hmm? Did they send only the curvaceous women to Montana? I hope so. <laughs> Checking. <laughs> oh, bless you. So was there anything you wanted to bring on to the show particularly, Joe? Well, like I said, I wanted to find out uh, what you're talking about, but um, 
you know, you did mention corruption. Are you saying corruption is a global problem in government? Or is it particularly acute in America? Or are you comparing it with the U.K.? Like I said, I just got here. My bailiwick <laughs> is um, uh, political uh, matters and relationships. So if you're going to talk about why men and women don't uh, do well, if you have any particular antidote to the particular problem that men and women go through, I'd like to hear it. If you're going to talk about relationships, I mean about politics, about something that's especially egregious, um, you know, then maybe I can chime in, but I have to find out, you know, what you guys are talking about. Can I ask what you do for a living? Well, then I'd rather keep uh, nice and private. Okay. But can you not even say what sort of sector you're in? What kind of uh, industry am I? Yeah. Mm, why would anybody want to know that? Because we're quite an open show when we just say it's nothing. I wouldn't say that anything, any work that you did would be any. Do you know what I mean? It's just good, good to know what area that you're in. Well, you <laughs> know, it's a simple question. I'll tell you what. Joe, is, it, it appears that he's just a little less comfortable with being identified, and that's okay. Um, we, I guess the reason I asked was because of your topics of choice. Like, for example, do you work in a political field, uh, you're a relationships counselor, something like that. And that's no, no, I'm just somebody who is interested in politics because politics seems to affect all of us. True. From the air that we breathe that's to the stocks that we buy to mm -hmm. the relationships that we're in. People don't mm -hmm. seem to realize that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I called in, Ask Sue Show. I've so, got it. You know, um, and I'm looking at your description page. I have so many feeling the pinch of the world in so many ways, and yada, yada. So um, I'm, I'm guessing when you're talking about the pinch of the world that there are certain problems that you wanted to address. And I just got here, wanted to find out what those problems were. So perhaps I could participate. You know, I mean, okay. is well, there anything that, um, are, are you on Facebook? No. Okay, well, on Facebook, we've got a, um, a page that's called Hey Mr. Government Globally, and that is where people put forward um, links, stories, issues um, about various different things, and that's just not in the UK, that's not just America, that's globally. And there's loads of different things about Hey Mr. Government that we talk about. And at the moment, this, it, you know, there's various different topics that people are bringing forward. Like, for instance, in the UK at the moment, we've got it where they want to do a cull on badges in the UK. Um, we've got it where they want to, what's the other thing that's been, just been brought to my attention? Um, just trying to have a brainstorm and it's just switched off. Uh, what was the other thing that's come up? You know, oh, we've had um, where horse meat has been into beef burgers and our beef products in um, in the UK as well. Is that a so problem I mean, in the and UK? And so there's, there's various things that, you know, some of the Joe Public, and I say Joe Public as an ordinary people that aren't right, so much right. switched in with things, we are bringing that to their attention. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. So and I think there's a lot more people that are doing that. We're bringing things to people's attention. Okay. And, all right. And, again, uh, what is it that you want to bring to people's attention that particularly interests you because then I could participate in it. Um, you want to talk about the horse meat problem? I didn't know there was a huge horse meat problem in the UK. 
Yeah, well, what happened was um, they actually did tests in um, the UK on burgers and various different things. And when they started to do the um, checks on it, it was actually found that in some burgers in the UK was actually 100% horse meat. Yeah, and they found that in America as well. I don't know if that's a huge problem or if that's going to be a burgeoning problem. And I don't know how widespread that is in the UK, but we have concerns here about GMO. Um, that isn't really GMO, but I guess it could be a derivative of it, in that um, our agricultural supply, the food that we eat, isn't quite as healthful as it used to be. So I think that's pretty much of a widespread problem here in the UK. I don't know if many people are aware of it, but when I got here, you were talking about people waking up. So would that be one of the problems that um, you want people to wake up to? Well, uh, my my thing, I'm just, um, I think <coughs> my problem is, is I'm thinking, what if it's not just horse that's going into um, beef burgers, what if there's other things that we don't even know of? You know, they're saying that that's just literally got sneaked in, if you like, or whatever, you know, there's all these different reasons they're saying it got in there. I mean, I'm not sure how on earth horse accidentally goes into a beef burger. I'm, I still can't quite switch that. But <laughs> yeah, my like thing peanuts. is... <laughs> Sorry? I said like peanuts. Ever buy a product um, and you take a look at the ingredients and it says, well, it, ha it might have some peanuts and what you bought was probably an ice cream cone. And <laughs> it says, well, it might have some residual peanuts and you're wondering, how did this ice cream cone go through a peanut factory? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess but you wonder. But the thing wondering. is, it's... It, but the thing is, my, my thing to this is, how long has this actually been going on for? You know, you're saying as well that, you know, we've had issues. But I'm concerned about, okay, one, how long has it gone on for? And two, you know, people say, I've heard people say, oh, well, it's just horse. Hey, hold on a minute. There's other things with this. If they've actually accidentally, on purpose, put horse into beef burgers, what on earth is in um, a chicken burger? Sparrow? Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? A little yeah. bird off our bird table? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Wouldn't it be real nice if you... That nice little chicken that you were eating uh, is actually pigeon? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We, we just... Mm -hmm. we, the thing is, is it regulated enough what we're actually eating? Do you want we don't more even regulation? know what's in it. Do you want more regulation? Of, do you want more regulation in the UK over certain items? such as food. Do you think that's the problem? That there isn't enough regulation, or do you think there's too much regulation? Um, I think, obviously, there wasn't enough regulation, because, obviously, it wasn't inspected. Why did it t take so long? Because, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we all have the right to know what's in... I mean, we look at these boxes, and it's, you know, we've obviously, in the UK, I don't know so much about America, but the UK, we've gone through all this thing where we want to have it labeled, want to know how many e-numbers is in it and everything else, mm -hmm. but all the minute they, they forgot to tell us that there was horse meat in it? Isn't, well, isn't that just a little bit mm -hmm. of a big thing to just forget to put on the label? Well, probably because somebody's getting paid off. Um, we have the EPA here and the FTC and a whole lot of alphabet agencies which aren't really doing their job well. And, I'm, and I presume if you can pay off the inspectors um, at certain times, 
Um, a corporation can probably get its uh, meat products, its food products, and other products which aren't um, agriculturally based through some sort of uh, legal labyrinth and get them out there to the public. I don't think regulation really um, is, um, is the panacea to just about anything because I think, as you mentioned corrupt government a while back, and I think government is probably too corrupt, and if you give it too much more power, give them too much, uh, too many agencies to govern over all of us talking about America. You know, the U.K. is horrible. In the U.K., it's like a testing ground. It's a petri dish for America. Whatever happens in the U.K., eventually will happen over here. And not a lot is happening that's good in the U.K. In London, mm. you've got over a million cameras, and you have so many, so obviously, um, in front of your eyes that you don't even know that they're there anymore. Yep. We, we've got a big, massive camera just on Facebook, and people use it every day, even going to, to we, I mean, the, the people go on there and say, right, I'm just leaving for work, I'm just getting back home, I'm just having my dinner, I'm going to eat my dinner at McDonald's or Facebook, at uh, Facebook, KFC, or I'm going for a snack with my mate, or I, I've just met my mum and I've tagged her in a post, so now you know who I, my mum is. I work for this company, so you know where I work. You know that I'm just about to leave in my whatever car because I put a picture up of it. I also am going to tell you by liking this page, that page, and that page what I like and what I don't like. And so we've got a big, massive camera just on Facebook, and everybody uses that every single day. And that has got to be, surely, the government's biggest survey we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Google and Facebook, they're doing a good job of spying on people with uh, people's consent, too. Um, you know, they allow the cookies to be placed on the computer. Also, there are a lot of people who don't realize that Facebook in particular, um, if you sign off of Facebook, they can still follow you. Um, you know, that's the bad yep. part about it. Um, are you for Big Brother or against it? Uh, I just don't like the Big Brother at all. I don't like the Facebook of it. I watch Mark, whatever his name is, on the TV when he was um, being interviewed and when he took off his um, hoodie and inside his hoodie is and, and the woman even said herself it looks like a symbol of Illuminati that's frightening mm. well, so, mm. yep can I break in here for a second my cell yes, phone my cell phone is going off I have a patient calling me so I'm gonna have to sign off Okay then, Donna. Well, thank you very much. We're nearly coming to the end of the show anyway, but Donna, thanks for joining us on the show tonight. That's fine, and thank you for having me. And Joe, continue on. Nice talking to you briefly. I was enjoying the conversation, but I have to uh, answer to duty here. So right. I will catch you on the next show, my dear. Okay, take care. Uh, Donna, we might be doing. Um, I might be getting in touch with you. Maybe we, me and you can do a co you can do a co-hosting on another show. Maybe uh, we have to do this more regular. That's possible, and I will try to get in on on Saturday. Excellent. Okay, okay. Donna, thanks Thank you. very much, love. Ta-ta, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Anyway, Joe, so what, what are your thoughts on Facebook and the Google and, and all of the um, camera well, watching from everywhere? Well, either covertly or overtly, Google and Facebook are probably agents of the government. If the government wants to find out about people's buying habits, they can just ask Google and Facebook. And they probably won't even need a warrant. So, you know, I think the big problem would be corrupt government. 
if you have too many people with too much power, then you've got um, you know the potential for um, breakdown of uh, of our liberties here in America. In London, you guys have already got your liberties taken away. You don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, the mm-hmm. the thing is, I mean, when I speak to Americans, well, I obviously did the show about the dogs being shot by police and everything, mm-hmm. okay? And also the the police shooting innocent people and everything. And and one of the things that people were saying was, you know, if the dog if the dogs come in as a police officer, how can we cope with that? They were saying in America, and I was saying, hold a minute, in the UK, the police haven't got guns, so it's not even an option. So the bobbies, the bobbies still, they walk around without any type of gun? They haven't got a gun, no, no gun at all. No gun. Just truncheon, um, handcuffs, and that's it. Oh, and pepper spray or whatever you want to call it. How many yep. cops, how many of your cops die per year in, um, in Britain? That, that's a very good question. And to be honest, I did say, actually, not that long ago, I was going to, wanted to do some more, but time schedule and everything, it doesn't, hasn't happened. But I wanted to look into that because... Obviously, the dogs um, obviously will attack um, even the police, or UK police, and yeah. I'd love to know how many actually got bitten by um, dogs and all sorts. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of numbers and figures. I'd love to get that so I could actually say, well, in the UK we've got this, but we haven't got the guns, but this is what's actually happening. Do you know yeah. What I mean? yeah, I would like to find out myself because um, I know here in America um, the cops, their, their job, relatively speaking, is not that dangerous. Most cops don't even draw their guns except maybe twice throughout their career. Maybe the career is about 10 years, maybe two to four times in a 20-year career. Also, retail clerks, retail sales clerks die more often um, than cops do. So, cops, right. you know, they have guns. So I like to find out if the, um, just what the percentage is. Because I'm for uh, I'm for people keeping the firearms. I'm not for gun gun control. I think people should protect themselves against um, home invaders or anybody else who wants to try to you know push in the door. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we had one incident in the UK where um, this guy had um, broken into this farmhouse. This this um, farmhouse been broken in two or three times, and on the third, I think the last time. This um, the farmer or this owner of this farm, he actually went and shot this person. He he got um, good. I mean, I don't think this person died, but you know they were injured, and this guy got chucked into prison. And the guy that broke in got nothing. Well, as surely on a on a sense note, at the end of the day, that was wrong because he shouldn't have been in there in the first place. Right. We have um, a situation. Yeah, we have a situation here in America. I had one a few years ago where uh, I'm. Uh, a burglar got caught inside um, his intended victim's garage, and he couldn't get out. <laughs> so when the yeah. people came home after the weekend and found him in there, he sued them for not having enough food. Um, and I think he won the case. Hmm. Good grief. Well, Joe, I'm, I'm down to a minute and a half, but it's been lovely talking to you. And please... If you can send me an email after the show, I'd love to talk to you more, and maybe you could come on the show another time. It's All been right. interesting talking to you. All right. We'll um, if you want to give us anybody, and Joe, if you want to give us an email, it's asksueshow at gmail.com. Okay. So, Joe, thank you very much for calling in anyway. All right. Take it easy.
Bye-bye. Okay, and you. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. And I'd like to thank Joe and Donna for calling in to show. It's been, an, I can't believe it's gone so fast, an absolute fantastic show, talking about many subjects. And I've really enjoyed the, enjoyed the fact that we've had it open where it, we've been able to talk about everything. And I think you know, we've, we've covered quite a bit tonight. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Thank you very much to everybody in the chat room. Uh, please join Ask Sue Radio Show Network on Facebook and also the Ask Sue Show, which is a group um, in, on Facebook as well, which is a group. Uh, you can email me, asksueshow at gmail.com, if there's anything you'd like to bring to our attention. Maybe there's something of a story that you would like to share. Again, I'd like to thank all of my supporters, and thank you very much for joining me tonight. And uh, tomorrow will be myself and Howard Eipstein, and we will be talking about dog updates and many more things. Thank you very much for joining us. Good night.